Good evening, everybody. It is almost here. We are in the final moments, and some people in LA would tell you the party has probably already started, but your Big Gold Belt podcast is on the road to WrestleMania and just about there, just like the rest of you. So buckle in, folks. We're going to run down the show. There is so much going on this weekend, and we are not going to waste any time getting to it. Your Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast starts right now. Thursday night, 8 p.m., the days and hours before WrestleMania and your big old pod, ah, big gold belt wrestling podcast is here. I'm already tongue tied because there's just a lot going on and we are in uh, the fast lane for sure. And it is not going to slow down, I think, until Tuesday, probably because Lord, Lord knows Monday will be just as crazy. But we are here. We have a a smaller group this week because Two Chains is on the ground in California. I don't know if he's there already, but he is going to be there representing Big Gold Belt at all the media events this weekend. So we'd have some man on the ground action to keep up with this weekend. But with me here tonight, Damian G and Silly Sellis. How's it going, gentlemen? It's going good. Uh, uh, Damian. Damon, yes, you had a clobbering time, huh? Is that a continuation from last week? It's clobbering time, sir. <laughs> yes. <laughs> After all our discussion last week of Phil Brooks, I don't think we'll get into too much with him this week. But you never know. He he may surprise us with something. During the broadcast. Correct. Right. You, right. you never know. I mean, it was like about it was like about two hours of showtime last week when he hit us with the uh the 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 deleted uh Instagram posts. So you never know. He could he could suddenly jump jump into the limelight here as stuff is going on. But as I'm doing this, I'm looking over here on the side of my screen. I'm seeing gifts from Josh Barnett's blood sport with a uh, Kota Ibushi oh, and boy. Speedball Mike Bailey. So WrestleMania weekend is is kicking off. It is underway and the fun is getting started. And we're gonna run down a lot of what's going on because there is a lot to get into. There's still some stuff in play. But I would say the biggest story of the day, it would seem, that caused a lot of chaos this morning was we got the runs down for uh, night one and night two this morning on first take on ESPN. They did a big unveiling because, you know, WWE's tied in with all the media now. Can't just, you know, throw that online. It's got to be a big reveal, exclusive reveal at that. So they had Stephen A. Smith up there to do all that kind of stuff. And uh, we have our cards. Now, we're not talking, I guess, the match order or anything like that. But the uh, I would say the biggest drama of the morning was suddenly uh, ESPN promoting that John Cena and Austin Theory are headlining mm-hmm. night one. 
after we had heard that they were supposedly opening night one. But according to uh, ESPN, they are headlining night one. So that caused a bunch of a chaos today, that wording, as far as uh, what exactly is going on there. So I guess first things first, thoughts on Austin Theory and uh, John Cena and their position on night one. What, what do you think? Should they be opening up? Or should they be, or regardless of where they are on the card? Is John Cena, I guess, such, such a big name star that he's headlining night one regardless? I think Cena should have... Sheena, uh, Sheena, Cena should have done what Taker did to him, which is troll theory for a third of the show. And then during, let's say, a bathroom break, they finally get it on. And then Cena, in a reversal of what Taker did to him, destroys him in five minutes and brings back the U.S. Open Championship, uh, or, you know, like he did a couple of years ago back in, I think, 2014. Uh, they should be curtain jerking, to be quite honest. Uh, I think that is a – where Cena is in life now. Mm-hmm. He's at the Brock schedule where you could put him anywhere, and it's John Cena. It's an he event will- in and of itself. Correct. You don't need a title. You don't need anything grand except him. So if you want to put him as a curtain jerk, because you threw a member, I think it was a pay-per-view a few years back. They started with the WWE championship match to start the pay-per-view with John Cena in that match. So they've done it. They've done that on WrestleMania with yep. starting the show with the yep. Exactly. With uh, Seth and Brock. So this isn't new whatsoever. So if they had it anywhere else, it really doesn't matter. But I think to get the people up on their feet, hearing John Cena's music hit almost like a Kurt Angle, you suck, you suck. You know, to have John Cena sucks being sung by thousands of thousands of people. Uh, and then he beats the crap out of Austin Theory is a great way to start night one. Yeah, I would agree. I think uh, Cena should open against Theory. And I'll say this. Some people didn't realize, but WWE has been on a lot of national TV, like in Will of Fortune this whole week. Mm-hmm. WWE has been visiting on Will of Fortune, and even Austin Theory was fe- featured on Will of Fortune. So when you think about a couple of years ago when, or not just last year, it wasn't a couple of years, just last year when he won money in the bank, and he was like, oh, he's going against the U.S. title to cash it in and losing it. That was kind of the best thing for him to change his dynamic from a gimmick character to somebody's like legitimate can be a future world title holder. And I really like where they're going with theory. And when you have somebody in the name like Cena, when you're trying to promote WrestleMania, ESPN's doing it and check your phones, people. Cause if you have ESPN alerts, ESPN is going to be saying who won each match this weekend, just like it was the first quarter or end of the game of an NFL, NBA or MLB game. Shout out to John Crabb. Cause I know he's huge about opening day for today. That that is a huge aspect of getting this over as mm-hmm. some type of main event theme by putting not only a WWE, a megastar in John Cena, which people are familiar with movies. Of course, Fast 10 is coming out soon, so you can throw some promotions about that. And then having somebody like Austin Theory where, who is this guy? And if you remember, this formula was very similar while me and Will was there live in D.C. when AEW had their opening match where you had Cody as your golden boy against Sammy Guevara. And for those people who were new, they was like, well, who is this Sammy Guevara kid? And that was like a big time that even though Sammy lost, it was still good that you know what type of match he put on with Cody. Austin Theory can do this at WrestleMania against John Cena. 
I like it. I like it. And I think that is the plan that we were just got, got a little twisted this morning when they said headlining ESPN was going with the star power. Supposedly WWE has confirmed this afternoon. They've reconfirmed if anything that Cena in theory is opening the show on Saturday, that that is the plan. And I like the idea of starting with something really big. Mm-hmm. And hell, it is what it is. John Cena isn't quite the John Cena of old. He's now Hollywood John Cena or dad John Cena, as the missus here likes to say sometimes. Mm-hmm. He's, he's not the same old John Cena. So having him in theory kick off the show, I think is a good way to do it. Hell, it's WrestleMania Hollywood starting with a whole bunch of star power. I think there's nothing wrong with that. Supposedly still up in the air, as we are here now on Thursday night, is the question of, what is closing the show mm. on Thursday mm. night? As there's been all kinds of talk that it's going back and forth between either Charlotte Flair and Rhea Ripley for the uh, SmackDown women's title or the Usos and Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens for the undisputed tag titles. It's one of the two, but there's still no public word yet. And heck, while we're here, let's run down the rest of night one just so we get the whole the whole picture here. That's your top of the card. You also have Becky Lynch, Lita, and Trish Stratus against Damage Control. So Bailey, EO Sky, and Dakota Kai. Seth Rollins against Logan Paul. So even more Hollywood juice there with Logan Paul bringing the YouTube crowd. And uh, Rey Mysterio against Dominic. That will be going down on Saturday. So we'll get the father versus son. And Braun Strowman and Ricochet versus the Street Profits, Alpha Academy, and the Viking Raiders in the men's featured attraction tag team match on the show. So seven matches on Saturday is what we're looking at. We know what's starting, how the rest of the card shakes out Saturday. Not quite sure yet, but I'm liking the lineup for Saturday. Oh, to me, me that's too. A, that's me a very too. balanced lineup Mm -hmm. in my mind i think the only question really it just comes down to how are they going to close that night and it's there there's a case to do it with the women and there's a case to do it with the tag teams and i still just keep falling on in my mind the tag title program with the usos and ko and sammy to me it's the hottest thing going outside of you know cody and roman and so to me that's what you close the night with. It doesn't matter about who won the Royal Rumble or the women's championship. You go with the hottest match in my mind. In my mind, the tag titles is the hottest thing. But will it happen? We'll know in 48 hours. Uh, What do you guys think? Any differing opinion on that as far as like how they should do it? No, the only thing I would add to (laughs) that tag team match being the closer, I would like to see something as a continuation, like uh, to be continued, going from night one to night two. Now, however you set that up with the finish for that tag team match with the Usos and Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, I'm not sure. But I think you have to book it where it's something that's an unclear finish that leads to night two that shows to how you finish that story between the tag team, which then will lead to Roman versus Cody, which will close the show on Sunday. And I think you got to be very strategic with this because if you're doing a two-day show, it's okay to have like a two part where you have like a two be continue. Like, okay, we were left as a cliffhanger here. How do we pick this up and then finish two parts of the storyline together as you close WrestleMania on Sunday? Um, I do have a slight argument for uh, Charlotte Flair and Rhea Ripley. However, I just don't think it's been booked up well enough where I have as much interest like it did when we was in COVID time when they were on WrestleMania. But I think this is where Rhea 
has to win. And I think the impact of her winning later in the show. Uh, but I'll tell you the match on day one that I'm very interested in because of storyline purposes. That's the Mysterio match. Thank I like you. Dominic versus it's versus Ray, honestly. And I think Dominic, I have to give him credit by his mic skills, which are not perfect, but they are improving. But they're selling me on the story about how this match will take place. And I got to throw it to back to a 2011 match, which I was there at WrestleMania 27. And Ray did a great job when he built Cody's story during that time when he was in undashing phase. So I'll, I'll go a different direction because we're all in agreement about what should be the main event. I'll say this. If I'll, I'll do a little wrinkle. If the Uso, Zayn, and Owens wasn't the main event, I have another one that should have been the main event. And it would have been the Mysterio angle to close out the show. Yep. Oh. Think about it this way. We have had this built up since Clash at the Castle. Mm-hmm. Even before that, where they were teasing, is, is Dom going to turn? Is Ray going to turn? Is Ray going to take the belt down on his kid? And finally, thanks to the Judgment Day, we have douchebag Condom uh, channeling his uh, uh, Eddie Guerrero when he was with China, like he's been doing with Bria. And the complete 180-degree turn this man has done since Mania last year. Yes. Because I could tell you last year, from being there live, everybody thought that Logan Paul outshined him in every way, shape, or form, and he was born for this. So yep. the fact that he was actually able to recover and have a character that everybody hates, but we love to hate it. It's not that we hate him because he, he's annoying. We all love to hate him because he's so hateable and detestable, which takes a lot to go from smiling cornball babyface to this. And when was the last time we went from smiling cornball babyface to this, where everybody hated him and then all of a sudden he turned his career around? Not saying he's going to have the same career as this person, but he's on a funny arc. That's Dwayne Johnson. So that's the last person I really remember that we all hated universally and then we love because we hate him. So I think if we didn't have the bloodline, that would have been my main event for night one, especially if, and someone posted this on Twitter, especially if Dom comes out to Eddie Guerrero's old lowrider theme. In the lowrider, because he's got the mullet. Yes. In the lowrider and does the shimmy, talk about I lie, I cheat, I steal. I I would, the roof would explode. So all in all, you know, like I said, we're in agreement of what should be the main event. And to Solace's point, Charlotte versus Rhea is as cold as a TV dinner in the freezer for five days. There's no way in heck this should be main eventing anything, not even a B-level pay-per-view. No. Will the crowd be happy inevitably when Rhea wins? Of course. Is it worthy of the confetti, the fireworks at the end of the show, at the end of night one? No, because we all need to see Sammy and KO either give the biggest bro hug since Rocky and Apollo on the beach, or they win the titles and KO turns on Sammy. Uh-oh. <laughs> and joins the bloodline in some weird shape or form to throw a little to-be-continued wrinkle yep. into that. So oh, let, me okay. ask this, let me ask this real quick. So that, that hug is going to be better than Kane and Daniel Bryan? Yes, not even gotcha. close. Gotcha. Just Especially confirm. now that we know that Kane's a bit of a, you know what? So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We got some crazy ideas getting booked here. I swear. Now, here's the one thought I had as far as a to-be-continued idea. Mm-hmm. Theory and John Cena. If they have Cena win that title, 
if he wins the U.S. title, they got to get it off him pretty quick. Oh, we yeah. know. Hollywood, you know. And I could see that either happening Sunday or I guess it could even happen Monday. Mm-hmm. But I can't imagine Cena leaving the weekend still being U.S. champion unless they go the other direction. In theory, he just beats him. But something tells me Cena at WrestleMania, one of the last times they're going to have him, they're in Hollywood. I can't bet against John Cena at a WrestleMania in Hollywood. But days. remember what Cena said. It's a mm-hmm. no-win situation for theory here. Yep. Yeah, if right. he loses to Cena, he lost to a part-timer. If right. he beats Cena, you beat a part-timer. Right. So uh-huh. there really is no way for, in my opinion, unless Theory squashes him like Brock squashed uh, John in some, at SummerSlam a few yep. years back, there's no way that this benefits Austin Theory. So losing the title, if you want to push him toward the main event of, let's say, a B-level pay-per-view for the WWE, I guess, Universal uh, Fireworks Championship, then you can do that by taking the belt off of him now and get him ready for the next B-level pay-per-view because it's Cena. Mm -hmm. But aside from that, you know what? You're right. Well, there's no way in hell Cena leaves unless they're using the U.S. title as a, ooh, look at what I'm bringing to Access Hollywood on Monday to do interviews as some sort of like trophy piece. Aside from that, there's no reason Cena needs to take that belt past Monday. Or unless you transition it to somebody on NXT that may be a call-up that if you bring back the value of those calls on Monday, say on Monday, right, on Monday, but you still get your access, you still get your, you know, Good Morning America's, whatever you want to do just to spotlight, (laughs) oh, Cena here, let's plug my movie here, let's get W (laughs) notice here, and then I'll get this title back. Use all that star power for every bit it's worth. We know how that works. Absolutely. All right, so let's shift gears. Night two. We have not even looked at night two yet. So night two, starting at the bottom and going to the top, we have the ladies showcase match with Liv Morgan, Raquel, Raquel Rodriguez, Natalia and Shotzi, Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler, and Sonia Deville and Chelsea Green. We have the battle of the big men, Brock Lesnar versus Omos going down. Mm-hmm. Edge and Finn Balor inside Hell in a Cell. So we have our big gimmick match of the weekend. The intercontinental title triple threat of violence between Gunther, Drew McIntyre, and Sheamus. The Raw Women's title, Bianca Belair and Asuka. And last, of course, but not certainly least, Roman Reigns and Cody Rhodes as your WWE Unified title main event to close out WrestleMania. We know damn well that's going on last, closing yeah. out the whole weekend. So there's no question there. So that's our Sunday lineup. So looking at Sunday, you got a lot more, I guess, gimmick stuff here. You got the Hell in yes. a Cell. We got the Triple Threat. We got the Battle of the Big Men. Looking at the two nights, just the first thing I think I kind of notice is Monday feels like maybe the more in-ring you know, wrestling mm-hmm. side. Sunday feels like more of the spectacle to me, yeah. more of the grandeur. We're going to have the Giants face off. We're going to have the hell in the cell. We're going to have the demon we know showing up, probably some brood action showing up. Yep. Sunday looks like the night of spectacle. Saturday looks like the night of action to me. Not saying that there won't be big action on Sunday, but just that's kind of like the one difference I see between the two nights. So, question looking at the two nights here. Which of the two looks more appealing to you guys? Mm. Let's go. Let's go to Damien first. Looking at Saturday, looking Ooh. at Sunday. If you had to pick one, 
just one night Ooh. if you had to work one day but you got to choose which one night one and and, and i'm gonna tell you why and as simply as I can put it, I'm looking at the card. With the exception of the showcase match, everything has big name, must-see characters and performers. And like Will said, I think I'm going to get a lot more investment and involvement watching night one when you have a whole bunch of Hall of Famers, soon-to-be Hall of Famers. You got the, the fastest rising star, against the company workhorse. You got the biggest storyline, the brotherly love, the, the hate love angle with the, the tag team belt and the crowning of Rhea Ripley as apparently our baby face champion that we didn't know was a baby face, but apparently is a heel. So that for me is more intriguing than in my opinion, Cody versus Roman, because if we get to it later, I'm going to pull a Jamal. So I'll just tease it that way. I'll, I'll uh -oh. pull a crab. And just let you know, night one, I think is it stands heads above, heads and tails above night two. I, I would have to agree, just jumping on that. I think the biggest thing for me, and you kind of said it, Will, yes, you have the spectacular that comes in where you have names showcase the palms and circumstance on night two, especially with that uh, main event match that's coming at the end or some gimmick with the brood possibly coming back to make a showcase. But when you talk about storyline. When you talk about classic wrestling, when you talk about the story that told in the ring when you have two opponents fight each other on night one, I'm intrigued with night one. And like I said, I'm, I'm not involved, excited about either showcase match, and I won't be surprised if they actually end up being a pre-show aspect uh, being a showcase match, but I know it's on the card. This that night one as far as what that story will be in the ring as it tells. I mean, even the Seth Rollins versus Logan Paul that might low-key have a great story that can tell because Seth Rollins did that, and you didn't even know who his opponent was last year before Cody came out. And for them to be cold coming in, facing off like that, the story they told in the ring with Corey going through his phases of stardust and everything of that nature versus what Seth Rollins has been doing for that whole year prior, it's been great. Um, I think you'll have some, some spots on night two, but that night one storyline does it for me. I, I agree with Damian 100%. I tell you, I think we're all on the same page. There's something about night one. I think part of it is now that WrestleMania is two nights, there's that novelty of the first night, you're more amped up, you're all ready to go. So just going into the show, I think there's more excitement for the first night of WrestleMania with it being mm -hmm. a two-night show. Even though you got the big main event waiting for you at the end, there's just something a little bit more exciting, I think, about night one. And looking at that lineup, I like the variety on night one. I like that we have the, the big women's match with Becky and Trish and lead on there. We have the family feud with Ray and Dom that, you know, there's going to be some ridiculousness in that. If they go that Eddie Guerrero route, you're talking about with the low rider, that's just going to be an all timer entrance going on there. The Usos and Sami Zayn, we've said so much about that with that tag match and how that can go. And of course the implications that then creates going into Sunday with that match Charlotte and Rhea, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a perfectly fine match. The brawl they had recently on SmackDown, I think, was really good. It had a lot of heat and energy behind it. It was just a little too little, too late, and it hasn't helped. I think that Rhea has really more than anything been involved in Dom's feud with Ray. Mm -hmm. 
Yep. So it's like it's almost like she's in two feuds, and the other feud with with Ray is more of a focus than her title match. It's weird like that, but I think the match will be fine. And it, hell, they got they got it. They got to go with Rhea. They got to go with Rhea. It's her time. They got to oh, they got to make up for you know they had Charlotte beat her last time at WrestleMania. This has to be the pendulum swings the other way. So the only thing we got to worry about there is how they end that show. just as far as like the match placement, but I really like the variety of night one of the two. If I had to pick one night, Saturday is the night that I'm definitely more excited about of the two, but Sunday, God, Sunday has got, I still keep going back to Brock Lesnar and Omos just for, I think that is going to be such a damn spectacle. As long as they keep it five minutes, uh-huh. I think they might surprise us a little damn bit. Cause now I look back at that Goldberg Brock Lesnar match yes. from a few years back at Mania. That was, it was damn good and surprised the hell out of people. Cause they just made it a quick ass sprint and they just went balls to the wall and they got it out of the way. And that's all they need to do with that match. I'm really curious about hell in a cell. Cause I know they will edge and Finn Balor. They'll work their asses off. They're going to do everything in their damn power. But with all the added theatrics of the demon Hopefully something with the brood. There's a lot of fun stuff I think they could do with that match. Intercontinental title. That's just going to be damn violence. That's just going to be hard hitting violence. They're going to put on a show. Yeah, they are just going to lay into each other, and it's going to be crazy. So you know that one's going to be good. Bianca and Asuka is another one that just it's been a little, Flat. you know, not yeah, it's not as hot as you would want it to be, but you know those two are going to kill it. Yes. They're going to go out there and kill it. So they'll deliver. I'm not going to talk about the main event yet because we'll talk about that in the second half because that's a whole separate, you know, story as far as Cody and Roman goes. We'll get to that in the second half. But I think the really the only matches that are just kind of there are like the uh, both of those tag matches that they've thrown in, the, four, the four-way tags that are just kind of there to get people on the show. And they're not bad, but they're just, you know, they're going to be there just to, oh, here's some people. Here's a match of the ladies. Here's a match of the guys. And... If you want to go make a sandwich, a lot of people probably do it during that. It is what it is. But everything else has a purpose on right. there. And I, I think that's a big thing. Thinking back on WrestleManias of like, you know, over the years, sometimes you just get matches thrown on there with no real anything. There's very little of that on this show. Everything pretty much has like its spot. It has a reason why it's happening. I think it's going to be a hell of a show. I think it's going to be a hell of a two nights. But Saturday, just a little, a little more interested in my mind. And well, to be honest, like to your point about the the kaiju, uh, the kaiju battle that we're gonna get between Brock and Omos, like I- I'm I'm intrigued because it seems so ridiculous on paper that this was the actual match. Because when you see Brock Lesnar, you're thinking, all right, maybe we're gonna get a Brock and and like uh, what's his face, Bobby Lashley. Because remember, we don't have a Lashley versus Fiend or or Wyatt match or Howdy match, so. WWE has teased that uh, Lashley's going to get involved somehow. So I'm really surprised that the match we're getting is Omos versus Brock. But it should be fun just to see Brock pick up Omos because he's picked up the big show 3,475,221 times and made it look like it was no big deal. So the fact that they're doing the Don King of promotion for this match. Only in America. It's impressive to have this be about Omos's size versus whether or not Brock can pick him up. So you know what? Body slam challenge. 
I'm here for it. It's different. And if that's the thing we're going to use to get Omas known on the bigger stage, I'm for it because it's trying to make a new star. And who knows? Maybe the Hurt Business reunites. Bobby reunites with everybody in MVP. And that costs Rock the match. Who's to say? But that's why I'm kind of looking forward to that one. But you got to say it's now never, never for Omos because if he can't get over on this, I don't know if he ever will, MVP or not, her business or not, is going to be interesting to see. Am I looking forward to it? We'll see. I'm not having any high expectations for it, but we'll just see what happens. Oh, he's Khalid 2K23 if he there doesn't you go. have a decent <laughs> there, there you go. <laughs> oh, I'll say this. Their, their little appearance on Raw this week for the weigh-in when they went back and forth, I liked how it felt out of control it felt very much like they were just kind of going at each other it wasn't neat it wasn't pretty it was very much like just two monster dudes just going at each other and that's what i want to see from that match i don't want it to be neat and pretty and nice little moves and like nice little tight suplexes from brock i want brock to grab him and throw him throw him and he lands where he lands that's what i'm looking (laughs) to see from that match Keep it wild. Keep it a monster battle. That's what I'm looking to see. Imagine if Omas hits a Hurricanrana, though. Oh, stop. Or Tope. We're going to be coming here the next Thursday talking about his athletic feats of fancy because you know Crab is going to be probably jumping out of his chair if he sees Omas do something like that. Hey, they're going to need some sports center moments for Saturday night. You know that because they want to reel people into Sunday, and that's a whole other factor. There's going to be some surprises thrown in. Nick Khan said it today. Do expect surprises over both nights. So Saturday, you got to hook people for Sunday. So <laughs> stuff's going to happen. I'm sure it will. So let's do this. We are going to take our commercial, and when we come back, Let's buckle in and let's focus on the big one. Let's focus on the main events as we've been dancing around it. Cody Rhodes and the Tribal Chief Roman Reigns, the battle for all the marbles right after this on your Big Old Belt Wrestling Podcast. Stay with us, folks. We'll be right back. Are you a fan of all things media? Are you a fan of professional wrestling and sports? Then you need to check out Big Old Belt Media. We're the ultimate destination for all things entertainment and media. With the latest news, interviews, and analysis, from the world of the aforementioned entertainment realm. Our team of dedicated journalists and analysts will bring you exclusive content that you're not going to find anywhere else. And we're not just an online destination. We attend live events, conventions, bringing you behind-the-scenes access and exclusive content that you're not going to find anywhere else. Plus, you can show your support for our brand by subscribing to our Patreon, patreon.com slash biggoldbelt. Join the Big Gold Belt Media community today and stay ahead of the game. Follow up all our social media platforms at Big Gold Belt for the latest updates and exclusive content. Whether you're a diehard wrestling, sports, nerd culture fan, or just a casual like some people, Big Gold Belt Media has everything you're going to need to stay informed and entertained. So what are you waiting for? Check us out today at BigGoldBelt.com. That's BigGoldBelt.com. All right, and we are back. Part two of the show here tonight. Your big old belt wrestling podcast on the way to WrestleMania. So we've run down all big matches. We've run down all the big stuff, the card, all the titles. Sunday night is the big moment. Sunday night, Roman Reigns, 
coming up on like god what are we like 930 something days or something right now <laughs> something like that there you go the ones sell us to say on it they're the ones 900 plus days on the road to 1000 is this the moment it's the big question is it time for cody rhodes to finish the story at wrestlemania is this it for the tribal chief damien i'm going to you first does it happen on sunday <sighs> I'm going back and forth like a, a person that can't decide at a fast food restaurant because I want Cody to win just because my man competed with a torn, you know, a man boob muscle and still had a five-star match, came back just in time, and now he continues his story. But if he really wants to continue the story or, or, or be like on point with it, what was his dad's best quality? It was losing at the last possible second with a dusty finish or someone screwed him out of it to keep that underdog status. That's why Dusty was so beloved in the territory days because Flair always found a way and semblance of a way to over Dusty to stop him from getting a belt. So I want to say, yay, Cody's finally going to end it. But remember what I said the first half of the show about KO potentially turning on Sammy and siding with the bloodline in some random ass way? Imagine if KO is the one that costs Cody the match at Mania and the main feud involves uh, KO being kind of like a hitman goon with Solo against Cody. These are like random booking ideas, but I'm just trying to find ways to keep this going just in case, just in case the thought of Cody winning doesn't bring enough, enough chutzpah as everybody hopes it's going to bring because mm. there's still a weird elephant in the room and that's Sami Zayn. Now the tag match notwithstanding, there's still a large contingent of the internet wrestling community who we know can be hot and cold that still wants Sammy to somehow, some way, get the big belt or one of the big belts. Now, if you want to continue the story, you can actually have him involved with that as well. There are so many ways you can go with it. It's not as cut, as cut and dried as you would think a main event and mania would be. We didn't give a crap in the stadium last year about Brock and Roman. We all care now about how this story ties itself up as a bloodline feud. And another wrinkle, I don't even think Cody should be the one to take it off Roman. I still think Jay Uso should be the one to beat Roman to bring this entire storyline full circle. Interesting, interesting. So there's a lot to play with. So do I think WWE is going to pull the trigger on Cody? Yes. Do I 100% believe it? No. If you had to give me a, a little bit of a doubt, I'd say it's 70-30 they pulled the trigger on Cody or 65-35. Ooh. So pull it, you say pull it on Cody. Mm -hmm. 75. Okay. So you guys know I'm a Cody fan. Um, and I'll even say his video package is going to go something like this. You know, being the, the son American of a flag. The American flag. <laughs> there you go. Start with that. Son of a plumber. Um, the legacy that he's done where we started him in OVW, got a chance to get promoted early in his young age to be, you know, under the tutelage 
of of the legacy and under the tutelage of, of hardcore Holly. I mean, uh, you know, just just everything. I mean, hard, hard, I mean, but just the just the understanding of where he's come from to right. the point of where he had, you know, brought back the icy title and how that belt looked, just the prestige of the old classic form of the belt to then, you know, having this moments where he had his undashing and dashing Cody Rhodes to then he had his scenarios when, uh, and I know I'm going a little bit out of order, but then he had the moment where he was stardust and said, I can't do this anymore because you're not promoting me the way I did. I mm-hmm. went and started my own company, built my own company to know who I am, not as just a performer, but as a businessman, but I want to come back and get the title that my family deserves that we never had. And even when he gets to the match, an emotional pop-up, like this is my time, my first world title match, my first WWE title match, coming all for the marbles, universal title, all undisputed on the line against the person that's holding this title for over two years, going on three years now, that nobody has come close to beating. Can this man beat him? But then you have Roman comes out with his story where he's just the one where literally he's probably been the biggest star or the biggest champion. If you're talking about wrestling sense, Bruno San Martino having a long reign that we looked for in WWE for a long time. And even though I am a Cody fan and this sets up for a perfect match on a grand stage, the, the closing match on Sunday, the Royal Rumble winner of Cody Rhodes, I think his story doesn't finish here. I think this doesn't where it goes. I think really you have to still build Roman as that top star where the only thing that can beat him, and you kind of alluded to that, Damien, somebody that you at least expect. Somebody that could be a real upset to take that belt away from him. And then Cody still has to crack his claw. Maybe he a crawl. Maybe he's your money in the bank winner. Maybe he does it at SummerSlam when he comes to it. But it has to be an impromptu moment for Cody to get it because it's always good if the face that you're trying to build him up to be chases that when he gets that moment, it's still memorable. And I think that moment would have happened if Cody was not hurt because I think the original plan was the whole summer of 2022 building to Royal Rumble season will show that story that Cody would have met here. But when Cody was out for a long time due to the injury, about an eight to 10 month injury, Cody was off. You didn't hear from him. You're excited that he's back now, but you don't have the full story to help build why he should be the champion. And that's why I think Roman retains after I was struggling going back and forth that Roman is still the man that we need to continue to be, but it's going to be a surprising event. Not sure what it's going to be yet. And maybe even on SmackDown where it happens, where he'll lose the title on that aspect, but it's going to be a short reign for whoever gets it. I'm not sure if it's going to be Jay, but then Cody can take it from that person over Roman gets it back, where then Roman can take his break from there. Oh, man, y'all are surprising me here, saying that Cody shouldn't finish the story, the tribal chief should reign on, so... I always acknowledge my tribal chief as I am here in my Roman Reigns shirt from when he first made the switch, took the gold two years ago, the wreck everyone and leave era that morphed into the tribal chief that has reigned on now for 900 plus days. And it's strange because I sit here tonight and I'm like, you know, we're at WrestleMania. Hell, there was a time we thought this was going to be Roman Reigns versus The Rock. 
for yep. so long we thought that was going to be. And when it was Roman Reigns versus The Rock being talked about this WrestleMania all along, in my head it was like, oh, well, there's no way The Rock's beating him. This is going to be him like, you know, he's Rock will be the final cherry on top of the rain. And from there, who knows what happens. But I had no expectations that if The Rock-Roman Reigns match happened, that The Rock would win it. I figured that was going to be Dwayne's going to put over his cousin and that'll be, you know, his final big act in wrestling will be doing that. But that didn't work out. That didn't happen. So now instead we got Cody Rhodes, who of course showed up last year at WrestleMania. Huge fanfare. You know, a lot of people were speculating how that would work out. Him arriving in WWE after the AEW run and people were cold on him there. But WWE embraced him. I don't know if it was just someone coming over from that side or what, or him coming back, but the act has worked. He's over like gangbusters. He's moving merch. He's got people singing along to his theme music. He, I don't know if there's a way he could conceivably be hotter right now. And going back to what Sellis was saying, I think so much of that is that that injury ended up being a beneficial accident for him and that it took him off TV. If he had been around the full year and we were here right now, I don't know if he's this hot. I don't know if the crowd's even still with him or if the crowd's kind of split on him. But because he hasn't been around, this crowd is hot. They're all about him. You don't hear him getting booed. He's got he's practically out there kissing babies and stuff. And people are eating it up. In this day and age, it's kind of a miracle. And I think we have the accident, the injury. The kind of like thank for that. Cause I don't know if that would be happening otherwise in this day and age. I have my doubts. It would be how long that's going to last. I don't know, but because he's so hot, it's like, yeah, God damn it. I, I can't ever bet against Roman reigns on this run. Cause Lord knows he just keeps trucking. You got a thousand days sitting right there. Memorial day weekend. It's within reach to take it to four digits that, who knows if that'll ever happen again in our lifetime, as long as it's taken for it to even happen now. There's compelling reasons for Roman Reigns to keep the title. Absolutely. Jey Uso, a whole nother factor, like we've been saying. Sami Zayn, a whole nother factor. But Cody is so hot right now. And I I, I go back to like, hell, even Lex Luger, and everyone makes Lex Luger co- co- uh, correlation in 93. They didn't go with Luger against Yokozuna. They gave him the bus. But then when the time came at SummerSlam, they didn't do it. And Luger was never the same after that. I think right now Cody's hotter than Luger was in 90. Oh, without question. Yeah. Yeah. Agree. So, Agree. To me, it's like, why play with fire? You got your chance here. And on top of that, it's WrestleMania. If you don't do it at WrestleMania, I think a lot of people are like, oh, well, they could do it at SummerSlam. What's the difference of doing it? Still at not mania. Yeah, you can't you can't stretch this on a whole nother year to the next WrestleMania. So, if you're gonna do it, someone's got to beat him eventually. Someone's got to beat Roman Reigns. I don't see anyone else on the horizon. Jey Uso, there's a case to be made for Jey Uso, but in the end, to me, the Jey Uso Roman Reigns story is about family, and you don't need the belt to tell that story. And in some ways losing the belt, I think is what kicks that story really off. That becomes like the bloodline starting to crumble and the family finally being like, you know, well, it's not all about you protecting the goal now because you don't have the gold anymore. And 
that takes it in that direction. And we still get that story. That's a story that's going to be told. I'm confident in, but I don't think you need the belt to do it. So if I'm a betting man right now, I gotta say it's Cody Rhodes's time. I can't see a better time to do it, but hell, if we're at Sunday night and the end of the night comes and Roman Reigns is holding up that belt and he's getting the flowers and everything, I'm not going to be shocked either. It's just a matter of how they're going to do it if they aren't going to go with Cody right here. But for me, it's all about the momentum. I think Cody Rhodes finishes the story. That's and, what I feel. And to, to back that point up, I just, again, realized something. If the old man was booking, I think Roman goes over to make that thousand so they can make more merch yep. to you know celebrate the thousand day reign so close of the tribal it's chief. Like... But because it's Hunter, that's what gives me a little bit more cause for pause because mm -hmm. I really don't know which way they're going to go. Mm -hmm. So that's part of the intrigue, like you said, Celis, like the to be continued aspect. Yeah, are gonna have to tune in and find out. A lot of times we always ask. How is this match going to end? Because we know the result. We just want to see the, the way it ends. This is both. How does it end and which way does it go? And it's been a long time in a main event program, at least from, from my watching, that we've been able to kind of not be able to pick out both simultaneously. Like, how is it going to end? Who's going to win for a, a main event storyline? Not taking the, ta the tag teams notwithstanding. So, intrigue. That's going to build intrigue. So I, I don't know, man. I really don't. So let me ask this question as a prop bet. In order for this match to be good, because sometimes you can have long <laughs> matches that are bad or short matches that are good. Does this match need to go at least 30 minutes to make a no. full score? No. Uh-uh. What That's would you do to the timing on the match? A crisp 16 minutes. Ooh is enough to whet your appetite with the intros, the slow pace to the walk to the ring, the pointing at the sky, Cody's fireworks, who knows, down straight might be there live playing them in the studio in the stadium. So now wait, I'll say this, if it's a live uh, band down straight playing, then Cody's going to lose cuz the role that that if you have a live band playing for you, you're going to lose. But that's if the old man was booking. Again, true. goes back to the true. old man. Very true. So, yeah, I think a Chris 16 minutes because as good as Roman is and, and, and marketably improved, improved in the ring in terms of, you know, the way he wrestles a match, Cody's not that great of a technician to be able to go longer than 15, 16 minutes. Like, Crossroads, Disaster Kick, Cody Cutter, Drop down, smack in the face, snap, uh, snap power slam, take off the weight belt a la Hulk Hogan and somebody getting whooped. Those are the Cody Rhodes' greatest hits. He's probably going to do a moonsault and miss, but that's 16 minutes. That doesn't need to be 35. So I think they'd be making a really bad mistake if they went anything above that time frame. Yeah, definitely no 35. I'm guessing – between Roman's pace, because we know Roman likes to, he's going to jaw jack. He's, there's going to be a long segment in here where Cody's going to be getting beat down. Cody's going to be holding on and crying mm -hmm. to the camera. And Roman's going to be gloating. <laughs> I mean, you do, do they go to, they go to milk that. 
I see it well. I see it well. I see it in my third eye. I really do see it. (laughs) They are going to milk that, and that's going to be, you know, before the big comeback. But there's going to be a long segment there of Roman just, like, rubbing it in and just in Mm -hmm. his glory, just enjoying himself as the tribal chief. My guess is it's between 20 and 25. Because, hell, 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 prop bet right here. The intros alone, just the entrances, probably 10 minutes between 10 them. minutes, 10 to 15 minutes. Gotta mm-hmm. be. That, that SoFi Stadium is going to have so much smoke coming out of it from Cody's pyro. <laughs> it's going to look like the building's on fire coming out those like panels they have at the top with that overhang. It's, it's going to be nuts. It's going to be nuts. Oh my God. But I'm guessing around 20 to 25. But like you said, there is a lot to be said for this is a WrestleMania main event. That could really go either way. Mm-hmm. And it fits. It'll make sense either way. So it's it's going to make it fun. It's going to make it fun. I, I really don't know what we'll be saying next Thursday night as far as how this all shook out. But we'll see. Y'all, y'all make compelling reasons for Roman to win it. We've had compelling reasons for Cody to win it. So it could go either way, I think. So as we get uh, into our home stretch here, big picture. Mm-hmm. Big picture here of the entire night of WrestleMania around the table, each one of us, one match from the whole show. What's your one match you're most excited about? Let's go to Sellis first, both nights of the show. What what match has your attention above all else? It, it, and I can only pick one, right? Just one. Just one. Oh, this is tough. Um, I'll set it up just because we kind of mentioned it earlier. The Mysterio match, I'm I'm literally excited about, and then I'm really excited about this Austin Theory. No, 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 no. That's two, sir. No, no, I'm no, no, no. I have I made my choice. I'm just setting it up. I'm setting it up. Um, and this Austin Theory versus John Cena match is very intriguing, but I have to go with my heart is 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 getting me. When you think about what dad and son can do. Mm-hmm. In a ring where it's like you've as as Dominic, let's let's take even young Dominic, Dominic, 10, 11 years old, when he's on there with that feud with Eddie and Ray Mysterio on there, like who's my real dad? You know, <laughs> taking it to where he is now. I think Ray is really going to work with Dominic to make sure you understand this as I'm going in the Hall of Fame, Ray. I'm going to show you how I made the Hall of Fame, and I'm going to show you what you need to do to continue this mysterial legacy going forward and what we can do together with the trust of father and son that you probably think from years in the backyard or in the house like this is what we did to play around but no we're going to do this for real to show what this this stature what our wrestling what our lineage what our heritage means i think nothing more is going to be more heart strong and physical combating that's going to be between those two in the ring that i i gotta go with the dominic mysterio versus ray mysterio match and i really think it's going to steal the show. I think it's going to go 30 minutes. And I think it's going to be, 30. yeah, I think it's going to go 30. <laughs> and I think it's going to show a lot of things that you didn't know Dominic could do that's mm. going to skyrocket him to that next level. Not saying where he's going to be a world star, a world championship star in, in the next couple of years, but it's going to show like this kid has got something. You thought he was raw coming in during COVID time. Like, is he real? Is this just a fake? No, Dominic Mysterio is going to be a WWE superstar. He's going to show it on that night. You know oh. what, Silas? That's 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 impressive because we I talked about earlier about potentially Dominic coming out in the low rider 
and everybody hating his guts. And yeah, I would have picked that if I wasn't a fan of the Intercontinental Championship. I have been a IC title fan since I was a wee Damien when I was seven years old. So this all started with Seamus and Gunther at Clash at the Castle. Big men slapping man meat kind of thing. That is what set Gunther apart from a lot of the roster. Because Sheamus is Sheamus. You're going to forget the banger after banger tagline. He's been steady for so long. You know what you're going to get from Sheamus. It's not going to be a bad match. I'm impressed that Gunther has been able to circumvent the old man one. Two, without relying on being the foreign heel by just being loud, obnoxious, and hitting you very hard many, many times is enough to have people look at you. And I'm not saying he's the same kind of performer, but not that much awe that we had for Andre, where it's like, oh, when this man steps in the ring and he slaps your chest, you won't feel it and your ancestors are going to feel it. <laughs> Absolutely. It's- So when I say I'm really looking forward to this match, and here's two reasons why. Number one, Sheamus needs to win it. He deserves it. I'm sorry. I don't want Drew anywhere near this. I think this makes Sheamus a Grand Slam champion if I'm I'm still corrected. So that's a great mania moment. Him pinning Drew is a great mania moment for him to get his shine. What this also does, number two, if Gunter doesn't take the pin, he can start off another main event angle with Cody, Roman, whomever, and say, I was never pinned. I'm still the unstoppable force. I want to restore honor to that belt or one of those two belts. I don't need them both. I just need one. And now we have another main event storyline that the general WWE audience can get into because yeah, the, the casuals could say boo foreign heel, but us savvy wrestling guys out here, <laughs> we understand what the ring general brings to hit the squared circle and having him be the next unstoppable heel up, I think is a great way to make a new face when the uh, tribal chief inevitably goes on a siesta. So that's what I'm looking forward to, uh, more so than even Cody, Cody and Roman, to be quite honest. Wow. Well, hey, we got our taste of Gunther and Cody at the Rumble for an mm-hmm. extended run at the end there. So I, the moment I saw that matchup at the end of the Rumble, I was like, we're going to be seeing this again. Oh, we're getting wow, our little say. appetizer here. And yeah. I think they were purposely planting that seed for Cody becomes champ down the road. He's got a challenger in Gunther right there and like you said that triple threat stip works perfect for you can get the title off of gunther but gunther doesn't have to lose in the process so that match is going to be good it's not my pick though but i know that's going to be a good one i gotta go with the usos and ko and Sami Zayn, and i gotta go with it simply because with that being on night one that is really the first half of the bloodline story at WrestleMania. And that match is going to set the stage for night two. 
if the Usos somehow retain, then my God, you can have the tribal chief on cloud nine. You could have a damn party happening that night, stretching into Sunday. You could do all kinds of stuff with that. On the other hand, if Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn pull it off, get their big win, we get the big hug, like Celis was saying, have all the big celebration for that. Then you have the fallout of the bloodline have lost the tag team titles mm. on night one. There's chaos going into night two. How does the tribal chief take this? How does this go into the match on Sunday night? It's the dot are the dominoes beginning to fall or despite all this, all the chaos and all this, does Roman still come through that can tie into the whole Jey Uso Roman Reigns story where it's like you create a distraction. You distracted the tribal chief at WrestleMania. So even if he wins or loses, it can play into things where you cost me the title. You had I couldn't concentrate because of what happened. You messed up the tribal chief's mojo, or by that same token, you let me down. But even then, I had to keep things together for this family. As always, I had to carry the load. I had to do it. You let us down yet again, like you always do. So there's layers here. That match is gonna set the tone. So for me, the tag match is definitely it. So there's a, there's a lot of exciting stuff here between this day and those two nights. You know, it's funny, Will, you say that and has me thinking. Quick question to the two of you. Is this card, this specific mania, the most complete in terms of intrigue and interest where 90% of the matches the fans have a general interest in? Is this the most complete we've had since X7? Ooh. It's, like we were saying earlier, it's like outside of those like thrown together four way tag matches, everything has a place on this card. Correct, yeah. and yeah. that's the key thing. It's like you don't have the random matches that are just like, oh, here's a match between these two guys because we want to get them on the show, or just because one of them is like you know European champion or something like that. <laughs> it's yeah, I'm trying to. Seventeen's a good call because I'm thinking in the in the in the twenties and all that. God, I can't think of too many, too much memorable cards on there to where it's like, where it's like, you know, every match almost had like, you know, a story like this, a a real key place on there. So this is a very strong card when you look at it for how it's been built on TV. I would agree, but don't sleep on 30 because 30 had a lot of Mm storyline emphasis with Daniel Bryan and then also the streak with Brock Lesnar, which Heyman sold that by himself. And the shock factor when the Undertaker lost, um, and how that card was booked because it took you as a high when Daniel Bryan, Bryan won, it was low when you saw Taker lost, and you was like, How do we come back from this? And then you saw how the story was finished with Daniel Bryan coming to the end. 17 is a good call, but I think 30 has some, 30 has some competitive story aspects in there that makes it kind of close for me. Here's why 30 for me falls a little flat Bryan winning was a foregone conclusion. There was no hint of doubt. There was no, is he going to get through evolution? Is he going to be Triple H? It was, he's got to because this is a moneymaker for the company. And it's one of those things, there was no doubt in my mind. So that's why I wanted to say, this seems like the most complete card for both nights, top to bottom, where something aside from, like Will said, the tag matches, there's something for everyone. Indeed. And it's very Indeed. rare when you can say that about a mania. We man body slamming Sami Zayn notwithstanding last year. <laughs> very true. Very true. It's going to be 
a big damn weekend. There's a lot going on. Right quick, since we're coming up on our hour, anything else uh, either of y'all want to throw in as far as like something? We got NXT. There, There is just a whole, tons of, not quite as many indie shows as there's been in past years, but there's some big shows. There's Impact and New Japan tonight. But any other thing you want to throw on the table real quick to, to mention before we get out of here? I would not be surprised if Oscar beats Bianca. Agreed. Ooh. Agreed. I was thinking about that the whole time. And, uh, and and Bianca's had a nice long run. But I think this is time. Because remember, I forgot what number it was when Oscar lost her opportunity to after Charlotte. winning the Rumble to Charlotte. This may be her chance to do that in a heel-related fashion. Mm-hmm. Ho, ho, ho. I wouldn't be shocked. I could see it. Because Asuka, since, since her return, this new version of Asuka has an edge. It has momentum again. It's breathed life into her. So I wouldn't be shocked either i could totally see that happening and i could i could kind of see bianca needing to need a change of scenery maybe if there's a draft coming it might be time for a switch from the red to the blue side that's always another thing that once we get past wrestlemania is there a draft who's getting called up stuff we will be discussing probably next week as we see the uh the raw after mania and what happens there but we're at our time it has been an hour we are here each and every Thursday, your Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast. We will have two chains on the ground there this weekend. So follow along on your social media, Big Gold Belt on Instagram, Twitter, Twitch, ev- everywhere. And of course, BigGoldBelt.com. There'll be stuff getting posted. These there, we're going to be seeing stuff inside of the stadium. What's the stage going to be like? It's going to get built. Looks like a red carpet setup. So yep. always got to see how all the spectacle of wrestlemania and what's happening on the ground of course access nxt on saturday smackdown tomorrow night so we got a lot of wrestling this weekend folks so drink your water hydrate try to get some rest don't try to watch <laughs> everything lord that's the other thing us folks here on the on the, on the east coast man this is tough because like these shows uh all these indie shows like there's some starting out there like at midnight west yep. coast time yep. and so that means 3 a.m out here and it's like i'm too old for that i'm too damn old for that but hell the rib is on the folks going to nxt out there because nxt is starting 9 a.m yep. west coast time yep. so <laughs> there are gonna be some bleary-eyed folks at nxt on saturday morning out there in california Indeed. so folks hang in there it's gonna be a fun weekend your big old belt wrestling podcast will be covering all of it damian Sellis and myself so follow along on social media and have some fun because it's WrestleMania season. It only comes once a year. And we'll be back here next Thursday, 8 p.m. to talk about all of it, folks. So thanks for tuning in, and we will see you next week. What I really need.